Hello everyone and welcome back to God is a Womanist. Um, it is your girl Harmony here and I want to use this podcast to discuss my gap year journey and to talk about the faith, how my faith has grown, how I was refined and how God really showed up and showed out in my life. Um, We're going to go on some ups, some downs, and some (laughs) all-arounds, so please, please keep your ears peeled, Um, and let's go ahead and dive right into it. So I want to start off by saying that I am a first-generation college graduate. I attended the University of Texas at Austin, and we'll start this story off around senior year. So my last semester of senior year, if you have been there or if you are there, it is so stressful. It's very hectic. It's very difficult. I don't care how strong faith you have. I don't care where you come from. This is a difficult time in the lives for I want to really say everyone, but almost everyone. And that's because you're entering a new phase. And I guess I'll really speak from my own experiences. I was so anxious about graduating because I've been in school for so long. That's the only thing that I knew. That's what was comfortable for me. I had mastered the art of school. And that's just what it was like. That's what I became really good at, good at anticipating things, at organizing things and scheduling things. And I, you know, was really scared for what awaited me after graduation. Now, during college, I did everything I should and could. I did internships. I had jobs. I did all the right things. But that didn't quite take away from the stress that I felt because you know i had learned a lot about my purpose throughout college but it was never something that i never truly had a clear vision of what i would be doing after graduation you know god blessed me with vision spiritual vision and the ability to really uh, reflect a lot and discover a lot about myself and see my strengths and to see where I would really excel and with the spirit of you know discernment too so I had a lot of gifts and a lot of skills but it was still like walking into the unknown I just I didn't know the standard I had mentors but this is one of those things where when you're going into your career or your professional life you don't really know what works for you until you experience it and so during that semester i really made a lot of decisions based in fear i was scared i was nervous i felt like god had showed up in my life in a lot of different ways before but never in this way this is the first time that i'm relying on god in this way you know for my career and i was really questioning like is this something that god has dominion over in my life is this something that my faith should be involved in that my spirit should be involved in or is my career just a worldly thing you know and that was a very true question because I personally I have a very strong faith in spirituality when it comes to myself and my personal experiences because 
I had really grown that over the course of my life, but I had never had the opportunity to rely on God in this way. And I really didn't want to, to be quite frank. I was like, this is the unknown. What if I rely on God? And the whole time I wasn't supposed to be doing that. What if I relied on God and the whole time I was supposed to be taking matters into my own hands? You know, and I didn't have enough time to even just sit with myself and to take a pause, you know, and listen to what my higher self was telling me, you know, to take a pause and meditate and pray and connect with God. You know, I never really had time to do that during during senior year. I was working. I had all these classes. I'm stressed about applying to jobs. I don't know where I'm supposed to be working. I don't know how my purpose is actually supposed to manifest itself into my career. You know, I was totally clueless, but I knew, you know, that it was supposed to. And so in that instance, I just... I kind of went on autopilot and that's how my gap year was truly born. Like I didn't know which direction was up. I didn't know which way was forward. And, and I really realized like, this is not something I can plan. This is not something that I will control. This whole journey is just going to be like, whatever happens, happens. You know, so I ended up accepting a position. I didn't even have to interview for it. I knew in my heart, and this is why you got to listen to your gut feeling. I knew in my heart that this place would not be fruitful for me. I knew in my heart that this place, this place of work would drain me and that the people here were not for what I am for, you know, and I, I knew that and I, that had been revealed to me a while ago. And I knew that it was my time to leave that place. But out of all of my fear and anxiety and my, and just thinking that I just needed any job, I accepted it. You know, I accepted a position that I knew in my heart of hearts was not for me. Um, And I think that's really important because when we get in that fear and when we get in anxiety, then we start making decisions out of fear. We start making decisions out of what we perceive we lack, right? And I perceived I lacked a lot of, I was like, I lack a job, I lack money right now, I was broke after I graduated. You know, I lacked direction because I was so uncomfortable being uncomfortable that I made the decision to not sit in the discomfort, but I made the decision to act and just to start doing things my way because I didn't want to come out on the losing side, you know, and that's, I think that's really real. Like a lot of people have that fear. Like if I don't act now, if I stay in faith, then I'm going to come out on the losing side. Now, that was obviously, not the case but that was my mindset in that moment so I accepted the job and as soon as I started working I felt it I knew I wasn't supposed to be there I started experiencing just a lot of things messing with my spirit you know that stuff when you're in an environment that's toxic or that's you that's not for you or in an environment that you know you have outgrown you cannot stay there. But I was doing all that I could because I felt like, look, there was nothing else. I had convinced myself that there was nothing else for me, that this was my only option. 
if y'all could see my face right now because that was that's not true that is not true and I think when we get into fear, we just get so narrow-minded. I know I did, I got tunnel vision. I said, this is what's in front of me, this is what it is, this is what I need. This is the only thing that I can do. And then I chose to do it and I realized it got to a point after just a few months of working there that I cannot be in this space anymore. The people around me are not, you know, spiritually, mentally, emotionally mature. You know, I'm asked to do things that are too much. You know, I'm asked to dedicate all a lot of hours per day to work without rest, without truly breaking. I'm asked to bring work home. I'm asked to stay at work for hours on end. It got to a point where I didn't even have time to take care of my household like I really wanted to. I was getting home at 1 a.m. It was a lot of time I was just spending at work and a lot of all of my mental energy it went to to going to work because you got to think back like backtrack to that decision when i'm making that decision out of fear and i'm making a decision that doesn't take anything else into account i'm making a decision that says i need money i need work and that's all i see so that's all i planned and that's all i wanted to get and that's what i got i got a job that filled my whole life but it did not fill my spirit let me say that again. I got a job that filled my whole life, but it did not fill my spirit. And I think that's something really key and really vital to know that when you have that narrow focus on one thing and that you, when you think you hold all your faith into this one thing, not God, not joy, not God's promises for your life, not even your higher self, but a one material thing. And that's what you get. And you realize you have invested a lot of energy into the wrong thing. And, you know, I went through a lot of emotions with with that job and with that experience. And it just got so hard for me to continue to go to work because I knew I knew and, you know, too, I knew that it was that I had outgrown that place that I did not need to be there, you know, but I was also still stuck in that fear and that anxiety about what if this is the only option? I have to do this. This only option. Let me tell you right now, whatever you, devil, if you think that's the devil, that is the devil. That is self-doubt. That is what those feelings and emotions are, because there is never just one thing that you are able to do. You know, there is never just one option. And if you are believing in something and you're feeling rushed and you're feeling like that's the only thing you can do please take a step back and really really meditate and pray and relax because God is not the author of confusion or stress in that way you know so it's really important to to take a step back and meditate and think about okay let me come back to reality let me ground myself which is hard to do when you're like the first person in your family to graduate and you're figuring out this professional stuff all by yourself you don't really know which way is up and so this was my you know just thrown in the lake <laughs> to sink or swim you know and so just with that job it became unbearable to to a point and I had to leave I just I had to quit and it, it sucks to feel that way about something. It is really hard to quit, 
you know even though you know in your spirit it's right this is something new i've never experienced this phase of life before and so i have to learn to trust god in this season which y'all it's incredibly difficult i can look back and say all the things that he had done for me and still say which is ridiculous but i still say you know i don't really trust you with this part you know, I trusted you with that part and I trusted you with that part, but I don't trust you with this part because I have not seen it. And I'm one of, let me just tell you right now, I am one of God's hard headed children. <laughs> and I know a lot of y'all can relate. You ain't got to tell me, you don't got to admit it to me, but you know, I'm one of the hard headed children. And I, I don't, I, I want to say I don't want to be, but you know, my mind can't dictate my heart. And that's where God works in the heart. So even though my mind tells me, look, have faith, you're going to be fine. My heart is scared. And so we're in this job and, and my heart is scared. But now it's like, I know I cannot stay here because it's so draining. It's not where I'm supposed to be, but I don't know where I'm supposed to go. And so I am looking at God and God is looking at me and I'm looking at God like, so you want me to leave here, but you're not telling me where I'm going and you're not telling me how I'm going to provide, how I'm going to have money for things, how I'm going to support myself during this process. Oh no. So, you know, I'm staying, I'm staying. And then it just gets to the point where you just got to get out. So now I'm just like, I don't have no choice but to leave. I can't even think about what's next. I am so like, I am so fed up now that I have to leave that I can't even plan what's next. I have no choice but to trust God with the decision because he has made it so unbearable in this space. And my whole, the Holy Spirit is in me like, girl, it's time to go. And so I leave and I'm like, oh my gosh, what am I supposed to, I'm happy to be out of there by the way. You know, I'm very grateful for that, but I'm also scared because Hey, I don't have a job. I'm not working. I feel like I'm not working towards anything. My self-worth is questionable after being in that environment. It's a lot of different things going on. And I'm just like, oh, but I trusted God a little bit more because he didn't make a way out. <laughs> he made a way out. And so I'm like, all right, you know, we we're building our trust here. And so I needed like a couple weeks and I think I really thank God for my partner for being there and being able to support me and to take on the role of sole provider for us during that time while I was figuring my stuff out. Um, so yeah, I needed some days off to rest and I started to really get my energy back just a little bit. I still wasn't fully recovered, but I started to get my energy back and you know, I prayed a little bit for direction and the next step the next thing was now it's time for me to do what I was supposed to do with this year because originally I was like you know I'm probably gonna need a year to really explore and figure out what I want to do for 40 hours a week like you can major in something and you can take classes in something and you can even do an internship in something but until you get out of that college mindset and really start testing stuff out you will not know what you are able to tolerate who you are able to tolerate for 40 hours a week. So I knew I was gonna need some time to figure that out for myself. And I don't like to be tied down and committed to stuff unless, you know, I know that's where I'm supposed to be. 
So it ended up turning into the gap year that it was supposed to be in the first place. And now I've gotten to the point where I can actually start to explore and to take those risks and those chances with my career and to start learning what I'm supposed to learn. Now, I wanna go back to this first job for a moment because a lot of times we can think something is a mistake and we can start to regret something. Now, regret is a healthy emotion, but spiritually, there are no mistakes in life. Everything that happens, it happens for a reason, every choice that we make. Like, I can say, man, if I went back, I would do it differently, but I can't do it differently because without that experience, I wouldn't have even been able to say that. You feel what I'm saying? Like, if I hadn't gone through bad work conditions, I'm pretty sure some of that stuff was against some dang on labor laws. I'm not even kidding with you. Physically, that job was tiring. Mentally, it was draining. You know, not being able to count hours for travel because we're getting back at 1 a.m. Like, I wouldn't have been able to recognize things that were wrong and understand how certain environments feel in my body and in my spirit so that I can avoid them. So it was an important lesson that I really needed to learn. And boy, did I learn. That was everything I did not want in a job. I swear, like that first job experience, literally everything I I didn't want. And that's just what that was down to the elitism. It wasn't what I wanted in a work environment. It wasn't what I wanted in day-to-day work. It just, it wasn't what I want in terms of leadership. And a lot of times, you know, you don't know what you want until you know what you don't want. For real. Like, I thought the job the job sounded good on paper. It sounded good. But I knew the truth of that organization and how things were run and that it did not sit right with my spirit. But I had to go through it so that I could learn why and to not do it again. Because you can know something is wrong but you can still do it but once you feel the impact and the consequences of that wrong thing oh no now you know you're not doing that again you know because your mom can tell you don't touch the stove it's hot okay you you still want to touch the stove you don't really you're like okay yeah i know it's hot but it can't be so bad right then you start convince yourself and rationalize and stuff you know you're not supposed to be doing but you start rationalizing it to yourself because you don't understand the true feeling of it so I was like yeah I'm trying to convince myself and I convinced myself and I touched that stove and I was like I'm not touching that stove again because I got burned it's it when you get burned you're not going near the stove again (laughs) you know you I don't need anybody to tell me you know what not to look for in a job because I know I felt it I understand that experience (laughs) so and that's just really important the main like a really big takeaway from that main part though is that there are no mistakes you know even bad experiences work together you know how it is work together for the good of you and your life whether you see it that way or not because i didn't see it that way i knew that i needed to but i still felt so much pain and i was wondering like dang why did i have to do that why didn't i know exactly what i wanted to do at the age of 22 when i had only been going to school why didn't i know exactly what i wanted in a job or in a work environment why didn't i choose better you know you you feel 
all those thoughts coming together, but you got to stop yourself and realize like, well, I didn't really know better. I didn't truly understand, you know, what that meant. And so I went on my gap year next. I worked at like a woman's clinic, which was pretty cool. Um, I, I don't know. It was again, one of those things that I, by this point I was getting a little bit more optimistic in my gap year. And I was, now I had the intentions of learning and growing and things like that. So I went to, you know, start working at a clinic, a women's clinic. And I thought it was going to be a very empowering place. I thought, you know, well, since this, this job wasn't for me. Well, this, this job will be for me, right? Because it's what I'm passionate about. It takes what I'm passionate about and it puts it in a job. So that's for me, right? And this is that lesson before I even get started with the story on this. This is the lesson that you are not meant to have a career in everything that you're passionate about. Do you understand me? You can have 10, 20, 50 different passions. It doesn't mean that you need a career in all of them or your career needs to include all of them. Some passions are, are, are side passions. Some passions are, you need to join the organization and you good. You know, just because you're passionate about something doesn't mean it has to turn into what you're doing forever um, for work. So that was a major lesson from that because I learned that I care a lot about women's rights and women's reproductive rights. And I think that all women should have access to whatever it is they may need because you don't know everyone's story and situations. But I also learned that I do not need to be working at anybody's women's clinic. <laughs> that is not for me. You know, I did what I needed to do and it was a cool job and I learned a lot about a lot of different things, but I realized this is not, this is not my place for a career. It's supposed to be a part of my life and I'm not sure exactly how yet. Now I am, but at that time I wasn't sure exactly how yet, but I knew I wanted to be involved in, you know, women's rights and, you know, women's issues. But I didn't know exactly how that would manifest itself. So after about a month and a half there, I was like, all right, um, this is not it. That job also started weighing on my spirit just because of what I was participating in and doing and doing it for 40 hours a week. It was really a lot for me. It was a place of, you know, a lot of just discrimination. I didn't hold a lot of power to really enact that influence that I know that I have on folks. And so I started to realize that you know, this is a very stagnant place. This is not a place where I'm going to prosper in the direction that I need to prosper in. It's an okay fit, like I could work here, but this is not quite it. My spirit is moving me. Um, and so I ended up leaving that job, but still sticking with that idea because I'm holding on to women's rights. That's something that's supposed to be in my life, but it's not supposed to manifest itself in that way. That did not work for me. It didn't work for my personality. And it was just very, you know, depressing and draining to not have the power of influence. Um, so I was like, maybe this nonprofit stuff is really just not for me, right? Because I've tried, you know, doing things for students. I've tried doing things for women 
And I don't know if I'm supposed to be going down this route, but I do know that I like to bring joy into people's lives, right? I like to do that. I like to, you know, be that smile. I like to be happy and share that excitement that I have. So I was like, oh, well, what is a, I don't know, what is the direction I can go in with that? And it was like, oh, hospitality. And good on me, they were having a job fair at, um, for one of the hotels in my city. And I was like, well, what do you know? So I went, hired on the spot for the wage that I wanted and needed. Boom, bang, boogie, we're in there like swimwear. Um, so I went and it wasn't really it <laughs> working at a hotel. Um, and that, and after like the shift of the, the women's clinic, my spirit started to move a lot faster in terms of when it was agitated and I learned that like the best plan of action is when your spirit is getting agitated you need to move around when she he it they z when it tells you to move you need to move there's no if ands buts about it no time for questions because that's not where you need to be and that's not where your opportunities and your growth lies at least during this time and i will just kind of have a caveat and say that i'm able to move like this because this was a time in my life that that was the purpose it was to grow it was to learn it was to figure out and decide and then was also to build faith and to be able to move with my spirit tells me and to be really obedient in where i'm supposed to be um and to learn how to trust when i don't know what's next right so anyway i moved around after like a few days <laughs> of realizing that this was not going to be the place for me um it was not it you know and that's not the career for me but it was something about using my smile and influencing people so i really took that away and i feel like that was really important. So I went, you know, a little bit more time. This is when I went a couple months actually without a job. And that's because I, it got to a point where it was like, it's time to rest. And I think it just had a lot to do with me being in school for so long and having worked really hard to get myself to a position. I was also having a spirit of like too much ambition, if that makes sense. I was trying to keep accomplishing and accomplishing and accomplishing when in reality God is telling me girl sit down be still I come to you you don't have to race to me you know of course you have to be obedient but you don't have to catch God you will not miss God you know you will not miss what your purpose what your destiny is and I feel like I was operating from a place that if I don't act now then I'm going to lose out and notice that recurring theme when you're acting out of that fear and that anxiety that you're going to lose out on something you you don't make good decisions right and so I'm just I'm trying to go get and go get and go get and God is telling me like sit down take a moment take a breath breathe in and understand that it's okay that I want you to rest right now. And I think that was another big lesson that God was trying to tell me to rest. And God was giving me an opportunity to rest. But I was so used to being on, on, on 
that I had never taken that opportunity. You know, I didn't know what that meant. I didn't feel comfortable doing that. You know, it's also about capitalism and how we live in a society where you must be productive to have worth. And I feel like God has had really been doing a lot of work with me this gap year on that idea. You know, a lot of capitalist ideas in terms of productivity and consumption and materialism and all that stuff. I feel like God was definitely telling me, like, rest, be still, you know, and it's because I wasn't trusting. That's why I was trying to move. I was trying to do all these things. I was trying to control everything because I did not believe that God could do it. I was like, I haven't really seen you do this in my life before. So I need to make sure I have fail safes. I have backup plans. I need to make sure I'm doing me because, oh, excuse me. I need to make sure that I'm doing me because you haven't, you haven't proven yourself to God. You haven't proven yourself in my professional life enough for me to trust that I can rest in you and in your word, that I can rest you know, I need to be on. I cannot rest. And that's also how, you know, it's the devil talking or your devil talking or however you choose to describe that voice in your mind that's telling you that you should not rest, that you have to be on, that, you know, it has to go, 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 go. When in reality, you can rest and have peace. You can rest and have peace. That is what God wants for us. We cannot keep chasing after these things, after these accomplishments, you know, after control. If we want to live the life that God wants for us, that we deserve as human and spiritual beings, we can't be on the chase all the time. And so one thing I had to learn was that even when I'm resting, God is working. I'm gonna say that again. Even when I'm resting, God is working. Because during those times, like he could be working on anything, everything, but it was important for me to get into my heart to rest and that I can rest and that God wants me to rest and I deserve rest and I can still fulfill my purpose and take time to rest. You know, and I think that's something that's so overlooked. I think it's just expected if you're not at the destination that you should be grinding all the time. And I obviously, you know, there are times in our lives and seasons where it's grind time, but there's also seasons of rest. And if you have never had a season of rest, then it's really time to reflect on that. Um, because I, I really felt, and I know that God was telling me, girl, sit down. And when I finally sat down, I, for a brief moment, because <laughs> I was still being refined now, but for a brief moment, I was able to experience God's work in my rest. And when I was resting, y'all, I discovered some new hobbies for myself. I discovered some new passions. During that season of rest, I actually started my blog and my YouTube channel, and I failed forward a lot <laughs> um, with those new ventures, and I refined what exactly I wanted those to be. And during that rest, God revealed himself in so many other ways. And I really learned that like, I was so focused on career this, career that, when that's not the most important thing, even after you graduate. Money is not the most important thing and neither is your career. You know, it's you, it's who you are as a person. You know, these companies will leave you high and dry. 
to die <laughs> if they had their way. So it's important that you have an internal sense of self-worth and you have an identity that's outside of work and these worldly accomplishments. And I didn't necessarily have that. Like, yeah, I like self-care and I knew all that stuff and I did a lot of self-discovery and blah, blah, blah. But I never like got the opportunity or it just wasn't time for me to actually demonstrate that in my life and to really understand that I needed more than work and that after graduating from college, God didn't just want to give me a job because I wanted just a job. And that's exactly what I got that first one. I just got a job. <laughs> I didn't get no sense of worth. I didn't get any feelings of peace, of joy, of purpose. I got a job and that was it. But when I let go and when I rested, when I was supposed to rest, God showed me all the other things that they wanted me to do. And I was like, oh, so I've been out here like <laughs> just trying to get a job and job after job after job after job. But in reality, God didn't, wasn't really worried about a job. God wanted me to have a full life. God wanted me to have faith and joy and love in my life and to be able to nurture all of those things. And so when I started to see that come out of my season of rest, I was like, y'all, I was shocked. And then, you know, the pandemic happened. So I was really forced to just sit down somewhere. And I was like, shook, y'all. I was shook because I got all these beautiful things. Like, oh, I just got moments of reflection and I got, um, hobbies like I said and I got ways to grow and I got a vision for the future not just one vision but you know my vision for you know my purpose and my future and the details are obviously not worked out but I I got into what my heart work was and not to mention I healed oh y'all I healed so much too but back to that vision God blessed me so much during my rest and I was like whoa I didn't even realize I needed all of that. I was like, literally, let's go back to this. I was so focused on getting that job. But I didn't even realize God's sitting here trying to bless me with what I need, not just what I want. God is trying to take away a spirit of fear and anxiety that I'm having about everything so that I can have rest and peace and joy in my life because that is what I deserve. And that's why we can't rely on ourselves all the time. We can't just be focused on our own goals that we have because we miss a lot of stuff with our vision and not thinking about our spiritual vision. And even sometimes our spiritual vision is not God's vision for what he knows that we need. And so I was just sitting there like, during all these resting days, <laughs> I was sitting there like, oh, so this is what I was supposed to be doing. Like y'all, it's so crazy because I just had all these ideas and all these beliefs and my worth tied up in work that I missed all of these things. And God had to really force me to sit down and to show me to show me all of the different purposes that I have in my life. So that's next, I'm gonna move into purpose is in parentheses. Um, because a lot of times we think, what's your purpose? You need to discover your passions and your purpose. 
And you really learn that you don't have just one purpose a lot of the time. And we, sh we should, of course, spend time doing self-discovery and reflection, but we shouldn't be so focused on what's my purpose, what's my purpose, what's my purpose? Because at the end of the day, one, God will reveal what you need revealed when you need it revealed. And that's period. <laughs> that's it. It will be revealed when you need it revealed. And also, like, you have multiple purposes right because i'm sitting here thinking i need to know my purpose is professionally and career-wise that's the only thing that matters that's my one track mind but god is like i don't just want you to reach people with your day job god it it was like he was telling me like i want to use all of your gifts i want you to reach people outside of just your circle of influence you know i want first first of all first and foremost he wanted me to have peace and joy and rest within myself, first and foremost, and also to be able to have my purpose in so many different ways and to be able to share not only my testimony, but my wisdom and my knowledge with folks and to be representation and an example. And I wasn't seeing all of that. And mainly because, you know, it was the fear and not trusting God. So I was like, all I have to rely on is my fear. And that was that. But that's, it's just not true. <laughs> I don't know how else to say that. It's just not true. You can rely on, so you can really rely on God, especially when you're fearful. Because that's when you make the worst decisions. <laughs> and I know from experience now, y'all. Um, but <clears throat> yeah, so I had my resting period and then... I was like, oh, I need to start working again. I need to get a job. I need to get a job. You know, that the little monster reared its head. And so I got another job and immediately, like almost instantaneously, my spirit was like, you are supposed to be resting. It's like, well, I kid y'all not. And I'm like, how am I going to pay these bills? How is that going to happen? How am I going to get food? How am I going to take care of the household? How am I going to be okay? And I had all these worries and all these concerns. None of my questions were about God. None of my I wasn't thinking about how big God was. I was like, I have a mountain of problems. How are you going to do that? How are you going to deal with that? Not that I was even dealing with it effectively at the time anyway. <laughs> but it was something that was truly on my mind. Like, okay, well, I need to work because this, this, that. And God is telling me like, girl, sit down. <laughs> sit down because I think it was also you know while I'm going through what I'm going through I think God was also um really pushing and preparing and challenging my partner as well in terms of that provider role and pushing me to rely you know on on him on God and also on my partner and to be able to have an interdependent relationship um too and that takes trust and vulnerability you see that theme there uh, so yeah, and so I was like, God, I can't, I can't, I can't do it. And then when I was finally forced to, I was still stressing, of course. But I was like, okay, I'm just rest. God, I'm gonna let it come to me, but I don't want to. But I'm, I'm still eyeing those job applications. I'm putting a couple job applications just because you know what? <laughs> I don't, I trust you, but I don't trust you. So let me just put in a couple job applications. Of course, I didn't hear nothing back. I was like, you're going to get what I want you to have. <laughs> and this is not what I want you to have. You know, so I had to really, I had to really realize that. And once I did, I was like, wow, I saw such 
Y'all, in these past few months, I have seen such beauty in myself, in the world, and in just being present in the moment that it's just wild. Like, I, after being really forced, I've learned to, to really trust God's purpose for my life and not to have to control every single last detail of every single last thing. And, you know, there's... I don't know because it's it's really easy to be on the fence about these things it's not something that I can truly explain it's like if you get it you get it if you don't you won't and there's not much I can do about that because I would look at myself crazy if I told someone if your spirit is telling you to quit your job quit your job period you know I don't care if you don't have a backup plan which I always secretly had a backup plan <laughs> because that's just who I am God is still working on me y'all please forgive me but yeah, like I would look at someone wild, like, no, what? Why are you doing this? Are you crazy? You know, when you just see the worldly stuff, then you, you look at someone like, that's not what you need to be doing. You need to be going, grind, grind, grind. But I had to take a moment and get into my spiritual self and really hear what's being told to me. And it's like, this year is not for you to be grind, grind, grinding. This is to rest and to... I don't want to say plan, but to really strategize, right? Because God is trying to put some ideas in me that have nothing to do with my career, quote unquote career, as I thought about it. And so I was like, that's not important. But once I allowed that transformation to happen, y'all, I got all types of ideas. Y'all, I was like, oh, I was vamping up my YouTube channel. I was getting subscribers and views and, you know, obviously... As you will see, it's not the same anymore as it was when it first started, but you know, that's the point of projects. Um, things change, but you can't have your 50th version until you have your first version. So I had my first version and that was a blessing in and of itself. And then God also blessed me with hobbies, you know, like writing, you know, that's something I always, I'd always done, but I never intentionally made space for it in my life. Now that's something, that's really something to think about it. I'm gonna say it again. It was something I always done and I knew I needed to be doing, but I never intentionally made space for it in my life, you know, during this season. And so I had to learn that you don't just things don't just happen out of thin air. You have to make space for things in your life. And I feel like this year was God to help me understand what it means to make space for things in my life, you know, and for projects and purposes in my life and also my passions too you know and during these months I really learned and gathered what I was going to do with my passion for women's rights and that was to join the national organization of women in my area which is awesome obviously we can't do too much with COVID going on but I know that that's where I'm going to have my outlet you know, for that advocacy, for that legislation and political involvement. It's like an all-in-one, y'all. I was like, bam, that's just what I needed. Like, oh, wow, I didn't even realize that. So I had, you know, that come to me. And then also to have, you know, planting and growing things. I don't know how that's going to manifest in the future, of course, but I know that that's going to be part of my hobbies. That's something that's really calming to me that I really um, just enjoy to see things grow and to learn how things grow. Um, and also with sustainability, God poured that into me and really just learning how to reuse things and to 
take care of the things that I have. Y'all, I'm going off on a tangent right now. But me, just long story short, God really showed me what I needed, what else I needed to be doing. And I'm sitting here begging, what is my purpose? What is my purpose? You know, I am frantic about, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing, especially during the earlier um, part of my gap year. And God is telling me, girl, I'm trying to tell you, <laughs> he's trying to tell you, God is trying to tell you, let me just talk to you real quick. He's trying to tell you what you need to be doing, but you're not listening because you're so stuck on what you think you need to be doing. Um, so <laughs> really take some time to listen and to rest because now, now y'all, I am ready to waltz up in this season like I own the place. Let me tell you that um, <laughs> because this next season of my life, this end of my gap year, I'm not even going to lie. It's going it was been so hard. You know, obviously not having a job and doing all that resting. There was a lot like financially not doing well. It's a pandemic. You know, my partner's job and income was affected. Y'all, stuff started really hitting the fan a few weeks ago like it just went downhill. My partner's car broke down, the engine broke, boom, had to be taken to the mechanic, come to find out we need to replace the engine, which who has $2,000 laying around when you barely have rent money laying around, let's, let's speak on it. Um, so that happened and I, we were just so discouraged, y'all, so discouraged. I thought, you know, it's the end of the gap year. I finally received what I was supposed to receive. Um, I understood more going into what kind of job and you know what my next opportunity was gonna be. I understood myself more. I had my hobbies lined up. I had my um, side business because I wanted to diversify my income lined up. I had my savings plan and budget because financially it was a mess this year, but I learned a lot and now I understand where my priorities are. So I had my budget lined up and I was ready to just waltz on in. And God was telling me, told us, uh, sit down. So the car broke down, um, yay, great, no forms of income, cool, calm, whatever. Uh, of course, there's a freaking pandemic going on, so that's amazing, great, amazing, whatever. And, you know, bills are coming due and we don't have any money. Accounts, psh, let's not even talk about what our bank accounts look like. It's just been hard, you know, it's been hard not knowing, you know, what are we gonna do? How are we gonna have money for all the things that we need money for? I need a job, I don't have no job right now. Is God gonna provide a job for me? I have failed, I knew I shouldn't have been doing all that resting. See how quick we turned around, like at least myself, how quick I turned around on God. I was like, oh, I accept, this is my rest. And then I see the consequences of that and I see more problems and I'm like, I knew I shouldn't have been resting. I should not have rested because now look at where I am. I'm in a tough place again that I can't control my way out of. I can't control how I get out of this place. I can't rely on anything. How am I supposed to have faith? How am I supposed to trust God with my finances? How am I supposed to trust God with my career? I've trusted enough. <laughs> I've been uncomfortable enough. You know, that's all the things that my head was telling me. And it's really important that we learn. I like by this time now, I learned how to take a step back 
and how to trust for longer periods of time. Now, I had to renew every now and again and have a good cry every now and again because it was still stressful and uncertain and unknown. But ultimately, it was like, okay, it's, I think it's going to be okay. And then the next step, like, it's not going to be okay, but it was going to be okay. But anyway, so now, mind you, we hadn't renewed our lease yet because we were going supposed to be moving, but God and our finances told us that that was not going to be happening. <laughs> um, and so I was just kind of like, okay, now we're staying, but are we staying? But we got an email from our community manager and she was like, hey, you know, uh, I see you wanting to, you know, leave or vacate or whatever, but is there anything we can do to help you stay, to make you stay? You know, we can offer you discounts or decreased rent or whatever. And I was just like, oh yeah, sure. Y'all, she didn't respond. And I was like, maybe she's just busy. I email again. He said, oh, call me. Call her. Leave a message. She didn't call me back. Y'all, the next day, because, okay, so the third is the first email that came in about the opportunity. And then the I emailed her back straight away. And then the fourth, you know, we we're supposed to discuss it, but I never heard back from her. Then the fifth, I never heard back. The sixth, it was a Sunday I didn't hear back. Um, and then the seventh, she was going on vacation from the seventh to the 13th. And I was like, and then there was a deadline of the fourth on it. And so I am just a little bit frantic. I'm very anxious. I'm like, what is going on? Everything is falling there. Like we, everything is just out of our control right now. And it's falling. We might not have a place to live. We don't have a way to make money right now. We don't have a car right now, blah, blah. And so I'm just like, God, what? What? I thought I was trusting you. I thought I was doing good. And then you put me in this. I thought the storm was done. I thought the trials were over. We are supposed to be on an incline. We're supposed to be going up, up, up. <laughs> so I'm getting a little bit mad at God because I'm like, I was obedient. I was obedient. And now you want me to, girl, I was obedient. And now I'm going through all this stuff. And I was like, hold on, 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 hold on. Because I did what I was supposed to do. Why, why are these trials happening to me? Um, and by now you would think I would understand that trials are good and they help you grow, which I did, but I still didn't like to be in them. I didn't like that discomfort. I hated it, you know, but whatever we're in it. And I'm just like, okay, there comes to a point where I'm just like, well, this is where we at. So anyway, we have my partner, he's applying to school. So he applied to school, got accepted and it's great, you know, blah, blah. So I'm like, okay, that's looking up. You know, he's doing well. He got his schedule made and all that stuff. So that's cool. But still, like, we're still struggling. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know how this is going to work. I don't have a job. I'm doing applications. Nobody's hiring right now. Um, Y'all, what am I going to do for real? Real talk. What am I going to do? I, I just don't know how. I don't see my way out of this, and I don't know if I'm supposed to be trusting God right now. I we, I don't know how I feel about God right now. <laughs> so, but I it comes a point where you don't have anything to do but have faith, 
And that's something that I had to do. I was just like, God, I'm putting it in your hands. I'm trusting you. I'm going to take advantage of this time. So with the time that I had, because I didn't have no job, I put it all into really organizing my hobbies and, you know, my passions and putting my goals in that were outside of work. And I was really able to create a lot of good stuff. So I have a lot of good content stuff coming out. And... I did all that, but I was still mad. I was still salty and irritated. Like, God, you're doing all this. And I'm like, I I got to have a place to live. We're not going to have a place to live. We're not going to have food to eat. We're not going to have this. We're not going to have that. We're not going to have the other. So I was listening to my Marvin Sapp like every single day um, <laughs> because it was just really, really hard like I don't know how else to describe it and I know a lot of people have been feeling the same way um you know about just the pandemic and stuff like that but it's just different when you really really feel it and it affects you and you're forced to have faith when it I'm reading the news I had to stop reading the news I had to delete my social media because I was just consuming all of this negative stuff every all the problems in the world and I had problems in my life and I was like all I see is problems every single day I need to look at something else and it took my all but I started to see God actually wanting me to look at what I'm going to be doing and not what my current circumstances are right now you know um and that was something that I had a really hard time doing but I really um What's it called? I really learned how to be able to say, okay, circumstances suck right now, but I know what's in my heart. I know what God has told me. I know what we're going to be doing. So let me look ahead. Sometimes that's all you can do is look ahead and just say, God, I'm really blessed with this rest and this time right now. So I'm going to use it to prepare. I'm going to use it to prepare for what I was coming next, even though I don't I don't know if I believe that it's actually coming next. So, mind you, let me just paint this picture for you, because our lease ends on the 24th. Y'all, it's like the 15th, 16th, 17th. And I'm like, the leasing office still hasn't contacted me. I don't want to call them again because I've been calling and emailing and she hasn't contacted me. But I was like, let me give her the benefit of the doubt. Maybe something's going on. But I really don't know. Maybe they don't want us to renew anymore. I don't know. You know? So I'm like having, I'm just upset in my feelings and everything, but I'm still working. You know, I have, I have the way I feel about things, but I'm still taking this opportunity to really fix up the apartment how I want it, even though I don't even know if we're staying, but I'm sitting here redecorating, I'm reorganizing things. I'm creating a little office space for the job that I don't even have <laughs> right now. You know, I'm just, I'm my, I am acting on faith, but I don't feel faithful and let me tell y'all about my God because it just don't make no sense. It just is crazy how God works. Y'all, he's on his time, but he shows us what we need when we need it. And so a scripture that actually came up, like I said, I'm not going to be using like I'm going to be using the Bible sometimes, but it's mainly going to be on my life experience and what God has shown me to be. But this scripture, you know, came up on my Bible app. It came up in a few different places. And I felt like I was really speaking to me with it. Matthew 6, 25 to really 34, but I'm not going to read all of it. Um, just 25. 
or maybe 25 to 20, I'm gonna start with 25. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store, store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you by worrying at a single hour to your life? Boom. That was, that's really got me. 25 and 27 really get me. 25 because it's like, you're right. Today has its own worries. Like, it comes a point where it's like, well, money's not going to appear out of thin air. I can't do anything to change my circumstances right now. I have food. I have a roof over my head. I have support. I have love in my life. I have my pet. I have a partner. I have hobbies. I have a lot of different things. You know, I have a lot of blessings. And that's what going without forces you to look at what you are grateful for. But it also forced me to say, what can I do today? I can't go to work today. <laughs> I can't make no money today. Uh, so what can I do today? And I started just to using the time and to be feeling grateful for the time that I had. And I really feel like God was preparing me to get everything in a row because I wasn't going to have the luxury of time when my purposes started filling into my life. You know, so I had to take advantage and that's what I was doing. And then the last part, can any one of you by worrying add a single hour to your life? That gets me too, because I'm like, it got to a point where I had to have the self-awareness to ask myself, well, look, are we going to worry about it? Or are we going to focus on something that we know we're supposed to be building right now? Because that's the thing. I can spend an hour, two hours, three hours sitting here crying, sitting here anxious, or I can spend some time building what I'm supposed to be building. And I had to. And y'all, this took a while, but I had to just start building. I was like, all right, well, I'm going to just build, you know, this blog that I don't really have yet. Um, I'm going to start building these to-do lists. I'm going to build this budget that I don't got no money, but I'm going to make a budget. <laughs> y'all, what was I doing? I, I didn't have no money, but I was making a budget. But guess what? <laughs> you know, that was the tool that I needed to bring with me in the next season so that when God blessed me with the finances, when he blessed us with the finances that we were that we need then we would have the tools to handle it right when god blessed me with my purpose i would have the tools to handle it along with my other purposes when god blessed me with the job i would have the tools to handle it and i would have the faith and the confidence because there's some things you just cannot do without god and that's what i tried the whole year just do it without god you know i was like i don't need it i don't need the stress i don't need the worry i'll just do it without you and there's not a lot that you can accomplish well, I guess there is a lot you can accomplish, but you won't feel full unless you are doing what's in line, you know, with God. And only that's between you and God. Only y'all know what's in line with you and your life, you know, because all of us have different lives, backgrounds, upbringings, and God and the Holy Spirit works with each of us differently. Um, so I had to just realize, like, Whew. I had to just focus on that, you know? So, yeah, that was cool. Now, let me tell y'all about my God. Now, we get into the end. It's about to be over an hour, but I don't care because this is a long and a huge testimony. So, we stress accounts, psh, toilet, in the toilet, bank accounts in the toilet. I, again, I don't have no job. Um, we're worried about the classes that, you know, my partner chose, all that stuff. But anyway, so we get confirmation that 
the classes that my partner has will be paid for and they will um what's it called they will be covered and he'll be good throughout the semester cool that's good news he's starting school he finally has the opportunity to pursue his dream like that's such a huge blessing but it was hard to see in the midst of the chaos y'all i get a text from one of my friends from college and she's like hey there's this job opening that we have you know for to advise students um to go to college and career and i was like oh snap god <laughs> what's going on and i was like okay send me the link you know i applied that night because a i wasn't doing nothing else and b i was like i need a job but it was like wow is this this is it this is whoa wait a minute this is what i was asking for but i was like you know i ain't get it yet i don't know what's gonna happen blah blah so even though i know that i'm definitely qualified to do the job I still had that sense of worry because I never trusted God before in this way and so I go and I'm like okay I do the application set up the interview on Friday and then the interview is for Monday so I do the interview on Monday now today is Wednesday of this week I do the interview on Monday and I did, I did pretty good I'm like okay God okay we're we're building a little bit but I'm still a little bit stressed about what's going on so I do the interview on Monday Tuesday I got the job Tuesday I got the job Tuesday I got the job within 24 hours my circumstances have completely shifted completely shifted okay I'm like whoa like Okay, this and not only do I have the job, it's work from home so that I'm safe during this pandemic as well. And it's something that I am really wanting to do. So I'm like, I'm in shock. I barely even take time to celebrate because I'm just like, God, like, shit, oh, I almost cursed. Stuff just happens in the blink of an eye. That's the thing about God's timing, like all that suffering. And it don't even matter no more because boom, now I have the job. A job now at the end of it, I will have my student loan, well, not all of my student loans, but I will get a grant to either pay student loans or pay for graduate school. I will have access to an incredible, incredible network. Y'all, like, it's wild. And I will be able to have that one-on-one -on -one time with students to really help them set goals and to help them get to where they need to go in life and fulfill their potential and to get across those barriers. Whew. I cannot begin to explain. God came in in less than 24 hours, completely changed the circumstances in my life. So that's Tuesday. That's I'm like, whoa, what the heck? But I'm still stressed about, you know, the office hasn't really called us back. I don't want to call again to renew um, our utilities. It's like late. All this stuff is going on. And I'm just like, I don't know what the heck we're going to do. So I'm online and then boom, I see the city of Austin has opened a rental assistance application for like assistance with rent. And I'm like, God, you showing out now. <laughs> I said, you showing out now. So I'm like, okay, you know, let me get ready to apply for this. I have everything together. We're qualified for it more than qualified for up to three months of assistance. So I'm like, boom, let's put it in. So, you know, we do the application, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, I'm still feeling uneasy i'm still feeling i don't know like we're still not gonna don't have a place to live right now you know we still 
our move out day is in five days. I said, I don't think I'm going to be able to do anything about this. We're just going to have to move out and be on the streets. But I was like, I redecorated. I reorganized this place. I'm not leaving. <laughs> you know, it was just something in me that told me to redecorate and reorganize, whatever. And so Wednesday this morning, uh, I did the rental application because it was one of those time things you had to wake up and do it I was one of the first people to get it done boom bang boogie got that submitted oh on top of that I was able to get utility assistance as well and so I'm like okay okay God you we climbing we climbing so you know we're still building and then I take a little nap I wake up and I'm like you know I'm just gonna call the office my spirit was like girl go ahead call them I call the office and I'm thinking, you know, they found somebody for our unit. You know, we got, we have to move out in five days. Like there's nothing that we can do. Y'all, I called the office and she knows, I said, Hey, it's Harmony. You know, like, you know, you haven't really replied to my emails. <laughs> and she just starts apologizing. They've been busy. They had to lose a couple people. They've been short staffed. It's been stressful. And I'm just in there like, Oh wow. Like I understand, you know, y'all, I get $500 off rent for next month. We signed a new lease and we're able to put off rent this month with zero late fees. I can't even begin to express. I said one, two, three days. Day one was the interview. Day two, I got the job. Day three, I got housing not just housing but i got a discount i got half off my rent and i got confirmation of housing y'all what and i still have food which is very important to mention what god just was looking me in my face you know stressed out and all that quick changed every last one of my circle well maybe not every last one but change my circumstances just like that y'all just like that i kid you not like i cannot make this stuff up change my circumstances just like that y'all give him up i wish i had a little tambourine or some music i literally after that phone call i had to do a whole praise break i'm not even kidding i had to turn on some marvin sap some kirk and me me and my partner was doing a praise break because is nothing but God. And I know this is a hard time for a lot of people right now, but I'm just telling you like, hold on to your faith. Stuff that makes makes no worldly sense, that doesn't make sense to anybody else, but hold on to your faith because God, you got it. Like, bro, I'm still shook at everything that has happened in this short amount of time. And something told me that things was about to start getting moving. And once God got the ball rolling, the ball doesn't stop. It just keeps going and building and building and building. And so I'm just sitting here like <laughs> so grateful, so grateful for all my blessings. It's the end of my gap year and I have, you know, launched, going to have launched my podcast. I, you know, relaunched my blog because I'm going to do, you know, some different type of content. I've created a YouTube channel and built up a following. You know, I've built you know social media skills and direction and what I'm gonna be doing marketing. I've built hobbies. I found outlets for my passions. I am just appalled at the amount of 
blessings right now that I've had from this year alone, y'all. Like, I'm shook. I'm shook. God got me shook. And I just, the only thing I can say is, y'all, really, really just keep your faith and be aware of where you are in your faith and what God is trying to show you and do for you so that you can be in line with what you're supposed to be doing. Because this whole time I had my feelings and my thoughts about things and I was upset at God a lot of times and I was afraid. But at the end of the day, when my feelings weren't there, my actions were. So I was still doing things. I was still being obedient, but I was mad on the inside. You know, I was feeling resentment and I wasn't afraid. That's one thing too. praying with God doesn't have to be pretty. I wasn't afraid to sit there and be like, I'm mad at you today. You have disappointed me. I am lost. I am upset. Like it's a little bit more harsh than that because I'm very real and authentic with my emotions when I'm talking to God because I'm like, yo, what is going on? I thought you was on my side. I'm going to need a little bit of wisdom. I'm going to need some perspective because what I see right now, this ain't it. It is not it. And I'm not going to stand for this. You know, when you start giving God ultimatum, look, I'm not going to be doing this. You got about five days to get this stuff on the roll or else I'm going to have to peace out. Where are you going to go? <laughs> you know, so. Yeah, it's just it's wild, y'all. And I'm just so happy that I've been able to experience these blessings. And I hope that you are experiencing blessings, even in the trials and the storms, because those are the biggest blessings of all. I hope that you have. And I hope and I pray that you have seen God's glory in my testimony, in my story, in everything that I've shared with you, because oh, it's so powerful. It's so awesome. This is what God is doing materially, spiritually, internally, externally, you know, in real people's lives y'all so I just oh I cannot thank God enough thank you for tuning in and if you have watched or listened watch if you have listened to this whole podcast thank you I really hope it blessed you I hope that it gave you some perspective I hope that it strengthened your faith I hope it inspired you to reflect and to meditate and to rest you know I'm really thankful God thank you for using me in this podcast um, I really I can't wait to do the next one. <laughs> I can just talk, 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 you know. Um, but yeah, thank y'all for listening. I will see you next time. Um, please be blessed. Do what you need to do. Take care of yourself during this time. Access all the resources you need to access because sometimes God doesn't give you things directly. He'll give you tools. He'll give you resources to get what you want, to get what you need. Um, yeah, and take advantage of all those, man. I love y'all. And I'm going to wait till it gets to 10 minutes. <laughs> An hour and 10 minutes. All right. <laughs> Bye.